When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC visits Westfield, Montgomery, and Bethesda, Maryland this Saturday for the Y2K Pink Party timed with the National Cherry Blossom Festival. He joined me to break down the group's biggest hits, including I Want You Back, Tearing Up My Heart, Bye Bye Bye, and It's Gonna Be May. Hey, Chris Kirkpatrick. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in DC. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, you are coming along with a bunch of the other, uh, you know, boy band groups coming to Westfield, Montgomery, just outside of D.C. It's going to be Saturday, April 1st, and we're calling it the Y2K Pink Party. I guess everyone's supposed to wear their pink for the National Cherry Blossom Festival. <laughs> are you are you all going to be in pink, too? Um, well, knowing <laughs> that, I guess I must be now. I'll have to make sure I change a little change of wardrobe. It's funny because this pop tour, I've been doing it for a couple years now, and um, I was always like, you guys you're doing my songs when I'm standing off stage. Let me come out and do more songs. Cause I guess when Lance was hosting it, Lance just wanted to host. So they kind of worked around him. And then when I was there, I was like, you know, let me come out and do some of the songs. So I went over, we rehearsed, got a bunch of new songs out. And I was like, yeah, I've been having problems with my uh, shoulder or my rotator cuff, ended up getting surgery on it. So now it's going to be back to just hosting a little bit and, you know, not doing as much dancing. No worries. We appreciate the resiliency of showing up in the sling. You know, nothing's going to stop you from going to <laughs> Westfield Montgomery. I love it. I love right. it. Well, so who so uh, who else is going to be on stage with you from the, the various groups? Um, let's see. I, I know it's going to be um, the O-Town guys and LFO, or at least um, Brad from LFO. And uh, it's it's pretty much the same lineup we've we've had for the last couple of years. And, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's cool to see and perform with these guys and, and, you know, hear the shows and hear it evolve because they change the show all the time. And it's, it's just always a lot of fun and it's great to get out and see fans. Absolutely. Now you sort of hinted at it, but uh, just to confirm, will you be performing or is it more of a meet and greet thing? Um, well, I guess so. We'll see with my arm, <laughs> like I said, with my arm in a sling, I uh, definitely won't be dancing a lot, but you know, I, I could still sing. I, I, uh, did a couple events this last weekend. I'm only two, barely two weeks out. So it's still a little tender and, yeah. you know, ice packs and everything are my, uh, my, my best friends. Awesome. Well, do you know if the other guys will at least plan on singing, even if you can't participate, do you know? For sure. And I, and you know, I will, I usually come out and do a couple songs with them. So we'll see what happens uh, because also my friend, Jeff Timmons is going to be there. And uh, I just saw Jeff, last weekend at one of the events that i did and he's he's excited about it and he'll probably get out and perform too because that's what we do and jeff of course of 98 degrees man it's talk about why why do you think um you know just in general that that it's such a fun nostalgic uh trip down memory lane for people because 
you probably have people coming out to these shows that, you know, they grew, we all grew up watching and listening to you. And now probably a lot of people even have their kids. They probably raised their kids listening to you too. Do you get multiple generations coming out now? Yeah. You usually get like, it's funny how it's shifted from back in the day, the kids dragging their parents to our shows. And now the parents dragging their kids to our shows, (laughs) but you know, that's the, that's the evolution of, you know, getting old, I guess. And, we're not coming out with new records, so it's kind of very nostalgic and a lot of fun. Oh, well, I, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> well, speaking of very nostalgic and a lot of fun, whenever I have someone famous on, I love to hear sort of, you know, trip down memory lane. So, like, I know you were you grew up, what, in Pennsylvania in, in the 70s? Uh, humble beginnings. Want to know sort of your journey, how you made it from Pennsylvania down to Universal Studios in Florida to meet meet the NSYNC guys? Well, I, I, I you know, I was born and raised in uh, western Pennsylvania, Went to high school in Ohio, uh, moved to Orlando because my my father lived in Orlando. So I moved down with him to start college. And in that process, um, I met this guy, Charlie Edwards, who introduced me to Lou Perlman. And, you know, Lou was looking for a band. So Lou was like, you know, what do you have? And I always had these quartets around. So I was like, hey, you know, pick me. I do these quartets all the time. And you know, brought him a couple quartets. He didn't like them. And then finally found the right group of guys that he liked and got signed. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, take a second um, because, you know, everyone sort of had their favorite members of each boy band and, and of course, in sync. So um, I want to I'll throw out each of your your cohorts names and just tell me what you thought, you know, made each one great or what they each brought to the group. So obviously, Justin, we'll start with Justin Timberlake. I mean, could you tell he was going to be this massive breakout star even back then? Oh, yeah. I mean, when when I first met him when he was like 14 and, you know, he said he joined the group, I was like, you know, this this kid's a star. And right away he brought in JC so he could kind of continue on with JC, you know, same thing with him. They both beat out so many kids to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. And, you know, you know, they had to have some kind of talent and you can see it in what they do. They they can act, they can sing, they can dance. They're, they're performers. Um, but mostly amazing vocalists and and the two of them are just absolutely amazing vocalists and how about joey fatone we've seen him doing various hosting things and stuff uh since since then but uh you know what did he bring to, to the group you think yeah joey's a ham and and that's kind of what you know his uh he brings to the group he brings this personality and he's a lot of fun and and he's he's just a large personality and and everything he does is over the top and and I make fun of his tacky, the way he dresses and everything. But, you know, that's him and that's what he does. Awesome. And then, of course, how about Lance Bass, another fan favorite? You know, what what sort of extra stuff did he bring to the group? So Lance had this voice and it was so low. And and I remember when Justin and I first heard Lance because we were actually a group of four for a long time. And before Lance got in the group, and we were still looking for a, a bass because we knew that we were we wanted to rely on the acapella music. And, um, you know, we needed that bass voice. And when he went in and, you know, he was, he, we were listening to him sing, we were like, you know, this is the kid. Like, this guy's amazing. And now how about last but not least yourself? <laughs> I'm going to make you embarrass yourself. What do you what do you think you brought unique to the group? You know, what what would they have not had if you weren't part of it? Um, a personality, you know, or, or fun, you know, they wouldn't have had fun and, um, you know, definitely being the best looking in the band was difficult. There was a lot of times where, 
you know, it, it was a burden. It was a burden, but you know, I, I felt like a piece of meat for a while, but I do have a, <laughs> uh, you know, ability to sing. So um, no, on, on serious note, it's, it's mostly my high register. Like I used to sing, you know, really high and it was a very distinct sound. So when you got the five of us together, you could hear the sounds in there and, and it just added to the mix. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I love it. Um, of course, you guys all you all came on the scene with that 1997 album, the self-titled debut album, In Sync. Um, so many hits that we, I want you back. God must've spent a little more time, but of course, uh, tearing up my heart. Um, just memories of just that, putting out that album. You probably, I mean, I guess Backstreet Boys, I guess they had, they had just come out maybe, but, um, you guys couldn't have envisioned that one blowing up like it did, but just sort of take me into how, you know, like day before the record, the first single comes out to like fast forward, like a couple weeks and suddenly your household names, that, that must've been a whirlwind. Well, it, it was a little different for us because we started in Europe and, we went over there and had two or three tours that we did in Europe before we broke the state. So we had all those songs and, you know, we were performing them in shows. And uh, I always say it was, we were kind of getting our, our feet wet over there and, and really, you know, grinding out, learning what not to do, learning what to do, learning, you know, the best way to perform the best um, uh, shows we could put on. And, and not that we did anything, you know, had any bad shows over there, but it really was like we could do a show over there. And if, if we messed up or something wasn't right, fix it for the next show. So by the time we came to the States, we kind of had it all down to a fine art. And then just before we move off that album, do a deep dive on Tearing Up My Heart. That's one of my personal favorites from back in the day. Do you who who wrote that? How did you, do you remember being in studio putting that one together? It's catchy as hell even today. It could come on in a bar today, and people that even claim they didn't like and sing will sing every word to this. Right. Well, that 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 I want you back was the first song we ever recorded yeah. over in Europe. We recorded some in the states, but the first one we recorded over in Europe, and that was with uh, Dennis Pop and uh, Max Martin and of course Max Martin is just everywhere now and and a legend but at the time Dennis Pop was the man and and Max was his like understudy so it was really cool to have you know those two songs come out and and to hear them and just finally have a song that we wanted to listen to over and over not these cheesy ones we were doing or you know we weren't we weren't really a ballad type group we liked dancing we liked you know, performing. We liked um, high energy songs. So when those two came out, you know, it was really kind of different for us and and made it so we knew what type of band we were going to be. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you could do the ballads, you know, the guy must have spent, so you could do those, but tearing up my heart and I want you back out dancing around, of course. Um, But before we even get to No Strings Attached, the Christmas album, I'd be remiss if I don't mention that because Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays is still one of my freaking favorite Christmas songs uh, that's come out in the last, uh, you know, quarter century, I guess. So memories of putting together that Christmas album. Well, that Christmas album was thrown together pretty quick. It was, we probably recorded the whole thing in less than uh two weeks or or so and you know we had a lot of uh industry standards on there and but just throwing our spin on things and the acapella and the range and and doing all the the vocals that we did on stuff it it was a really special record and that song it's it's cool jc wrote that song it's it's cool to hear that song again when other people cover it because it's like wow we have a christmas song that's now becoming a standard that other people cover Right. And that's the the brilliance of Christmas music. It'll come around every year and different people will cover it and those royalties will come in. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we have every Chris, every Christmas I hear about it every Christmas. Well, we before we run, we have to hit no strings attached 2000. I can still remember the album cover artwork, the marionette stuff. Um, Gosh, it's going to be me has taken on a, a, a meme every it's going to be May. Uh, yeah. This I promise yeah. you talking of your ballads. Uh, but tell me about Bye Bye Bye, because we all remember the hand thing and then the this and the stomp and the whole works. <laughs> uh, at memories of putting the, the dance moves of that together. Was it hard to, to coordinate or did it, did it come pretty natural? Well, obviously, over time, it just affects everything. And that's probably why I threw my rotator cuff out. But, you know, <laughs> there really was um, it, it was really cool. Like I, I knew that song was special. Um, again, it was uh, Max Martin's camp that that did that song and and every time we worked with them it was just special it was just something different and and it was always upbeat and high energy and and it just kind of changed music a bit you know it was really one of those things that after that song came out i started calling it what we were doing not pop music i was like this is like dirty pop like it's like <laughs> you know it's it's a little meaner than normal pop it's still bubblegummy pop but it's it's not your parents bubblegum pop you know it's it's it was a little bit meaner and, and that's what bye 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 kind of encompassed yeah he mentioned dirty pop i guess that even became a song pop and gone and girlfriend all on celebrity what was it like doing the last one together yeah. just for final seconds before we run you know did was uh did you all know that that was sort of going to be the the last it's hard to believe only three i guess four if you count christmas album but it's hard to believe it you guys accomplished such pop culture impact and only a couple albums like that but did you all know that was going to be the last one um no not really we still had uh we had a winter album we had some other stuff we did and a lot of that was just in europe but uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't something that we recorded going man this this was a fun ride it was like you know we were kind of still going and and moving and you know me more than anyone was was really pushing to you know to keep everything on pace and and to you know put out another record and keep keep working but you know it just wasn't in the cards Oh, well, you've done plenty of stuff since like you're doing this tour and we've seen you on, you know, Big Brother and Mass Singer. And so you keep popping up. So it's always cool when you show up. Uh, most importantly, final question. Have you made peace with Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know. I've never really met him. We really like we we cross we're used to cross paths a lot. But, you know, that to me is like the most flattering thing. Yeah. Almost, you know, that, that goes up there with the Simpsons and, yeah. you know, things in your life that have happened and that one was just like you know if that's the case i'd like to get him mad again so he puts me in another song it's awesome <laughs>
Right, getting name checked. Everybody's getting name checked in Eminem songs. If you made, so you made the list. That means you're you're part of history. No, you made you guys made your own history. So, uh, and come see more history at Westfield Montgomery Saturday, April first. Chris Kirkpatrick, along with who is it? Ninety eight degrees O Town and LFO. Uh, it's gonna be so much fun. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And heal up that arm. I'm trying the best I can. <laughs> Don't lift that moon, man. That probably will strain it again. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.